Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of <coughs> SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take Podcast. My name is Mike Brown. Uh, after some time away, it is phenomenal to be back talking Rockets basketball with all of you. I should be joined very shortly here by my very talented co-pilot, Mr. Jeremy Brenner. And right on cue, Jeremy, what's up, Always bro? A pleasure to throw it down with Mike Brown. <clears throat> I feel like it's been like six months since we've been on a show together. At least seven and a half. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, the most important thing is that we are now back live talking all things Rockets basketball, which is what you and I do best. This is like that weird time of the year, though, where it just feels like everything's kind of quiet. And it's eerie. Quiet, too quiet. Yeah, right. But then there's moves out there. You know, what happens with Westbrook? What happens with Irving? What happens with Durant? What happens with, you know, the news that dropped this morning? You know, potentially Jalen Brown for Kevin Durant. Before we get started on Rockets, uh, I do want your take on the potential of Durant and Boston. And if you were Boston, would you do that deal? If I'm Boston, I do that deal, yes. Okay. But I really don't think that that is happening. Um, I think that might have been leaked from Brooklyn to try to find uh, like a market and to try to stir up some trouble. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I still think the Durant market right now, sorry to cut you off, but the Durant market right now is kind of like kind of at a standstill. There's no real offer that is blowing them away. And the reason why is because that Gobert trade really up the price for everybody and now you you compare gobert to durant and there is a a major difference and you're running out of assets to be able to trade and and look kevin durant's a top three player in the league i don't remember a time maybe after uh, i mean guess you could say james harden some people would argue that listen to this podcast would agree with that but like top three at the time of their trade i don't think I don't think Harden was a top three player by the time he was traded to Brooklyn or the time he was traded to Philly. But that's the thing is the league has turned into just this cesspool of bonkersness. And it's like, yeah, like the Westbrook trade, the which one, like all of the Westbrook trades that happened have screwed up the market. The, the Gobert trade has screwed up the market. Now Donovan Mitchell, you know, like no one wants to trade all of those picks for Donovan Mitchell no one's going to want to trade all those picks for Durant. So the teams that are holding on to those players that they are looking to trade are the losers in this whole situation. Yeah. I do think though, that there's, it feels to me a lot like the Deshaun Watson deal in the NFL a where little bit. the deal, the deal was made. There's initial like, Whoa, like every franchise quarterback is now going to get this. Well, Kyler Murray didn't get that. I don't think Lamar is going to get that deal either. So I do think that there's going to be, you know, a come to Jesus meeting for the 
it took someone stupid to to make that deal exactly. happen. The Cleveland Browns are the stupid ones here. I mean, I don't want to get too much into that. Um, but we'll keep Houston, that at we'll keep that at bay. This for is now. a Houston Rockets podcast. Not a Houston. That's fair. Uh, no, but I just I bring it up because I do feel like there's some similarities there with what I feel like is going to happen in the future. But you are right. Let's get back to the topic at hand. And tonight, you and I are discussing Kevin Porter Jr. and his future with the Houston Rockets. Which, let's go to the tweet via Shams Sharania approximately 13 hours ago. And it states, Rockets guard Kevin Porter Jr. and the organization have mutual interest in a contract extension before the start of the 22-23 season, sources said. Porter, the number 30 overall pick in the 19 NBA draft, is entering the final season of his rookie deal. He joined the Rockets on January 29, 2021, and has made progress over the past two years in Houston. Your immediate thought on that tweet alone? It didn't. It didn't tell me anything that I didn't already know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we know the Rockets have been high on Kevin Porter Jr. We know that they have been, you know, at least interested in making him a focal point of this team moving forward. There is a lot of risk, obviously, with keeping Kevin Porter, but I think the pros outweigh the cons, personally, and I do think that they will get a deal done. You know, Kevin Porter has said in the past how how much Houston means to him, not just on a basketball level, but an off-the-court level, and ultimately, I think he's worth enough and I feel like we'll talk about how much that deal is actually going to be worth later on but I don't see I don't think that what he's done has warranted him to be I feel like the situation is right where it should be right now like I don't think he should have already signed an extension um I mean if he did then he did but it's like I don't think there needs like he doesn't need to be extended today like there is no rush we still are two months away from any kind of actual thing going on with this season going on. And, you know, they've got time and I don't see the issue at this point. I think the situation is exactly in the right part of the saga. Trying to find the right words. I think the biggest question, I, I, I think the biggest question is if you don't do it now, there's no real downside outside of the fact that if he has a phenomenal year, the price tag is going to go up. I think that's the I think that's the biggest factor yeah, in that's... trying to get it done now would be that reason alone. And another reason being I don't know about you, I would not play well under the looming one year contract. I think it was Moneyball where the manager said that, like managers don't manage under one year contracts. Yeah, well, managers are very different than point guards. Sure. And I feel like just the thought well, of that though. And, and we've you know, there is a such thing as the contract year year where guys like yeah. look at look at Miles Bridges is a great example of a guy who played a whole lot better when he knew it was time to get paid. And, you know, had he not done incredibly stupid and horrible things off the court, he would have gotten a bag should in, this summer. Should be in prison. Yep. He would have gotten a bag this summer. And I imagine that's where the Rockets are with with Kevin Porter right now is I feel like, you know, you considering where Kevin Porter's been and he knows that his career in the NBA is not a foregone conclusion. Like it's not like a guarantee 
he's seen opportunities in the league be stripped away from him. And this, like, that's the motivation behind Kevin Porter wanting an extension is he gets job security. And that's huge for him, especially, you know, considering there was a time where many, including probably himself, thought that there wasn't a job that he could secure. But now, um, and the Rockets want to do it because they want to do right by their players. I think that the Rafael Stone front office has has proven that time and time again with a lot of their uh, players. And I, I don't think that Kevin Porter is an exception. I think that I think it's going to get done um, probably right before training camp, I'd say. What do you feel like the deal is going to be? Uh, give me the – if you believe it's going to be done before the season starts, what ultimately do you feel like term-wise, money-wise, it's going to look like? Well, let's uh, – here's here's my guess, okay? If I had to – I think this is a very fair deal for both sides. Um, I would say mm-hmm. four years, $60 million. So you're looking at fifteen Ooh. million a year, which is nothing compared to he would be he would be the highest paid player on the team at fifteen million a year, other than John Wall. Um, but John Wall's contract will be done by the time that like it still allows you so much financial flexibility. And whether he's the sixth man of the future, whether he's the starting point guard of the future, that's not what this episode is really about. But I feel like fifteen million a year is justified, and I think that's a good. Like he'll basically get like the the Christian Wood kind of money, uh, maybe just a little bit more, um, because I think that he has a lot more room to grow. He's still younger, um, so that's why I would do it. And I would also probably say there's a player option or maybe even a team option after year four, just because you're getting that fourth year essentially this year because he's on the final year of his last deal. So I would say four sixty is I think a fair deal. Yeah. For Kevin Porter, it's it's definitely a bag. Maybe not the biggest bag, but it's a bag. And the Rockets will have opportunities to do stuff like that. I apologize. Eric Gordon is the highest played player of the team. But he'll get less than what Eric Gordon's making right now. So, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say Eric Gordon. Um, interesting question. Adam says, who are we negotiating against next year? I think that there would be another team. Well, that's what I'm saying. Look, man, I, I've seen the, the the stories out there that if he messes up again, he's going to be out of the league. I don't believe that whatsoever. Like a, a guy I mean, with his – It depends It depends what he does, I sure, think. Sure, sure. I, I just think a guy with his skill set is always going to have a home in this league if he doesn't do something catastrophic. Like if – But define mess up, though. Define mess up for me, Mike, just so I have a better understanding of it. Like what he did against, uh, like what he did against, like Denver, or yeah, like I don't think it's what he did. I don't think in it's Cleveland. No, not necessarily either one of those situations. I think if there's any sort of negative story that comes out about him from a locker room, like if he's being a, a nuisance in the locker room, anything in that parameter, I think he could potentially, obviously, be. But is it is it on the level of like what he did in Cleveland, where he was like you know, mad about the locker situation or is it more along the lines of what happened this year where he got suspended for that one game along with Christian Wood where he left the arena? I would say probably closer to Cleveland. Yeah. Cleveland's more of a nuisance in the locker room sort of thing. So that's the thing. That's, that's an isolated incident. Cleveland did not feel the same way about him that Houston does. Houston is a lot more riding on Kevin Porter than Cleveland did because Cleveland also had 
uh, Darius Garland and Colin Sexton. So they didn't really, you know, put in the time, the effort to really develop Kevin Porter. Right. But I think, you know, I don't see that happening. Like we haven't seen that from Houston. Um, you know, from what we see have seen so far, I don't think that's going to be an issue. And, and I think that, and look, he's a restricted free agent. So the Rockets will have every opportunity to match whatever contract he's offered from another team. And I think like, that's like the fear if you don't get this deal done, right? Is because if you let him go into the season on the same contract, no, no contract this season, you know, a team could offer him a lot of money. The Rockets, I imagine though, if he plays well enough to earn something like 80 million, 90 million, the Rockets will obviously match because obviously he's playing well enough to get that. And the Rockets can afford him. So there's no, like, I don't think there's a scenario where Kevin Porter is not a Rocket this time next year. I don't see that. Um, I think he's a building block for this team moving forward. I really do. I just am curious to see what that building block is. Is it as the starting point guard? Is it as like a, a hybrid guard with him and Jalen? Is it as a sixth man? I really don't know. Um, that's something that we are still getting to watch play out. And this, is, this season is an important one for Kevin Porter in terms of his development because if the Rockets end up with a top pick next year and there's a chance to get a guy like Scoot Henderson, that's – like the Rockets have proven that they're going to take the best player available regardless of position in the last two drafts. If Scoot's that best player available, they'll take him. And you, that ta- could you take Scoot Henderson. Yeah, you take Scoot Henderson and you pass go, you collect your $200, and there's no questions there. You bring talent in the building and you go from there. And that's what they did with Kevin Porter. And that's kind of where they've, like, this whole pattern has started. Like, Kevin Porter was kind of the first or one of the first of this whole rebuild to start, and which is crazy because he's only been here since January 2021, which feels – it feels weird to say that we're in 2022 sometimes, but like, yeah, that's, that's like, that still is one of like the main question marks about this team moving forward. Personally, I think like, like Jared's saying $15 million is a bargain. Like I agree. Like I agree. Like I, I would be very happy if Kevin Porter is playing on a $15 million per year contract. I think it's great for the Rockets. And I think, ultimately think that's great for him if you take away all of the extracurricular stuff that he's had in his career that's followed him i would say that he is probably worth around 20 million um but Ooh, i think I that's think, rich I think, I think that's rich it may be a little bit rich but keep in mind this mike jalen brunson got 20 uh, was it 25 million a year 25 like <laughs> well okay we're talking about the nick we're talking about the Knicks. But, like, that's what I'm saying. but like and that's the thing. And, and but I get look, it. I, do I think Jalen Brunson is a better player than Kevin Porter? Yes. Not by that much. I would say that Jalen Brunson is is slightly better than Kevin Porter Jr. Not enough to be eleven million dollars per year difference. But that's ultimately, I think, the kind of contract that Kevin Porter is going to end up getting. I think the I think the difference between the two is Jalen is more defined. NBA player. Like, you know what Jalen Brunson is. He's a point guard. We don't know what caliber point guard in today's NBA. Kevin so Porter, is- that, that's, what, that's what makes Kevin Porter so interesting, and which is why I've been intrigued about him since the, since the jump, because he, he is learning how to be a point guard, which I think is ultimately, you know, wherever he ends up 
on this team is going to be valuable um, as, a, as a playmaker. He's a playmaker. That's, that's what he is. And whether that is as the, you know, quote-unquote one or the quote-unquote two or the quote-unquote hybrid guard or the, the combo guard, point forward, whatever you want to call it, it's the Kevin Porter Jr. of the team. And he's going to make plays no matter who else is on the floor with him. And that is why you want a guy like him because he is proven. He's a hooper. He is a hooper. And he will go like the game against the game against the Wizards where he hit that buzzer beater to win the game. That was like the moment where to me, I was like, he's going to be just fine because, and, and what he did at the end of the season, let's not forget that either. Like he was, he was balling at the end of the year and, I don't want to like discredit it because it was the end of the year or anything like that. But uh, to me, that's, that's valuable. Also keep in mind this too, Mike, I'll ask you this. Take away that 50 point game against the bucks. How would you feel about Kevin Porter? How, like how important is that 50 point game against the bucks from a year and a half ago? Almost means nothing. How important is that into how you see Kevin Porter today? Zero has no effect. But knowing that he can go off for 50 in a game doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. There's there's a lot of guys because there's a lot of guys in the league. And Jared, we're gonna get to you here in, in just a second. Um, there's a lot of guys in the league put in the right position that can go off. Maybe not for 50, but there's a lot of guys in this league that if you give them the right opportunity on a bad team to just go get as many shots as you want, there's guys in the league more than I think we're giving credit to that could do that. Now, the thing about Kevin Porter Jr. is the thing that makes him intriguing also makes him terrifying. The idea of giving Kevin Porter Jr. $60 million on a four-year deal scares the hell out of me. I'm not saying I wouldn't do it. I'm saying it would scare me. Because now, the thing, you don't know what's – because you don't know if that's going to pay off? Well, here's the thing, right? Every contract and, is a risk in the NBA, Mike, if you think about it. For sure, but let me ask you. Okay, so let me ask you. Let me answer your question with a question. What happens next year if they draft Scoot Henderson? Where do you put I, Kevin Porter Jr.? I think it depends on how he does this year, and I think I think we're going to see Kevin Porter have his best season yet. I really do. Like I, I don't see why he wouldn't. It's you know he is with with Christian Wood out of there and Jabari Smith in. I think that's a player that better fits the offense around Kevin Porter Jr. He's going to be asked to create a little bit more, score a little bit more. Last season, he averaged 15 a game with six assists. I think we could see him go for like 18 and seven. At, at like a, If everything goes right, like something like 18, 20, 18 to 20 points per game, and about six to six to seven, six to eight game uh, assists per game. That's Obviously, fair. though, Jalen Green, he's also going to improve as well. That will probably affect his game as well. But well, I well, and, am, you've, and you've got Jabari, you've got yeah. Josh Christopher is going to take a step forward. Shingun's going to want more touches. Uh, very interesting spot. I do want to get to, to Jared. We'll real quick get your take on bring up Jared. What, what we're talking about. Jared, welcome to the show, my man. How are you? Jared, hit that unmute button for me, if you would. There you go. You hear me? Oh, man, you're coming in perfectly. Excellent. Well, I just wanted to call in and say that I just like I'm a huge fan of KPJ. I listen to you guys show a lot. Appreciate um, that, man. I comment pretty often on the pro KPJ side of things. I think $15 million is a steal for him. Um, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't be concerned with getting Scooch Henderson. The probability that we're not going to get him is much higher than we are. It's a draft for a season that hasn't happened with lottery odds. You know what I mean? There's so many variables. I think KPJ is a good player. He can play multiple positions for us and just I'm not even to be and I want to say too like I don't even think like fundamentally I think a pass first point guard is a starting position in the NBA all the time yeah man uh I think you you make some good points I think the other thing Jeremy that bears mentioning is the the roster the way that the roster is put together right now is a, a jigsaw puzzle that doesn't fit I feel like and what I mean by that is if you sign KPJ, which I'm okay with, I've said it before, I would sign him and make him my sixth man, no questions asked. You have a guy like Ty Ty Washington Jr. You've got guys like Kevin Martin Jr. that are still on the roster. You've got Tate. You've got Jalen Green. You've got Josh Christopher. That's a lot of dudes at those positions. That's something to take into account, I feel like. Mike, let me let me try to get you on this train. Okay. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna list guys two two different guys. I'm gonna give you player A. I'm gonna give you player B. Okay. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, uh, and then you tell me which player you want, and I'll tell you how much that person makes. Okay. Done. So player A, last season averaged 15 and a half a game, 15.6, shot 40 percent, 40.6 percent, 36 percent from three. And he was an 87% free throw shooter. Like it. With about three assists per game. And is, that, is that Glenn Rice? No, he played in the NBA last year. <laughs> okay. But just wondering. Player B, 15.6 points per game, 41% from the field, 37% from three, 64% from the free throw line, six assists a game. Okay. One of those players is Kevin Porter Jr. Okay. I feel like the second guess? player is KPJ. So the second player is KPJ. Yeah. You want to guess who the first player is? Is it Jalen Brunson? It's not Jalen Brunson. Okay. Western Conference or Eastern Conference? He was in the Western Conference and then he got traded to the Eastern Conference. I'm trying to think of who this is. I have no idea. Who is it? Mike, you, you know you like Elf, right? Uh, it's decent. I think it's this? yeah. I think it's an overrated movie, but continue. Okay, well that should that should give it away, right? No. That this is Buddy Healed. Oh, it's Buddy Healed. Buddy Healed okay. is almost identical to KPJ's stats, right? Sure. And he, except for the fact that he's a better free throw shooter than Kevin Porter. And he has less assists than Kevin Porter. But guess how much Buddy Heald makes, Mike? Okay. Four years, $94 million. Well, I mean, that's just a terrible contract. So that's terrible. Like, that's what, but like, that's kind of where the NBA valuation is. And the money's only going to get bigger. So that's why a four year 60 is a huge steal for a guy like Kevin Porter Jr., who's doing about the same as what Buddy Heald's getting. And I'm, I'm seeing a lot of Buddy Heald's overpaid and all this, and I don't disagree. I do think that he is overpaid. And probably where Kevin Porter should be is somewhere between that $60 million to $94 million range. So the fact that we would get him for 60 and that's like a 
a possible like that's why if it ends up being like like 476 or something like that i wouldn't be too mad at that but like that's what i'm like i feel like that's kind of where the market is and look buddy heels contract was in 2020 so that's we're, we're two years off of that now so to me like that's i, I feel like 415 well 460 is is a steal for for kevin porter that's fine jared any final thoughts before we move on to our next speaker my man yeah no i just wanted to ask you guys like do you still think that Ke- i still think kevin porter jr is on a pretty steep upward trajectory i think he's grown on defense he has an opportunity to continue to be a better ball handler and passer and decision maker and he's young and like basically playing at a new position. Do you think he has room to improve to really outplay that contract? Or do you think 60 million is just like affirmed too much? No, we appreciate you being on the show, Jared. We'll go ahead and get that question answered for you, brother. Thank you, Jared. Thanks, man. Um, Jeremy, you want to take that first or you want me to? I, I couldn't. I, it was a little soft, but could you repeat the question? Yeah, so he was basically saying how he feels like Kevin Porter Jr. is still on a pretty steep upward trajectory oh, you know position. 22 yeah, learning a new position you know does have room to get him better than what he is right now he's 22 the supporting cast around him is going to improve next year um albeit there will be some younger pieces but the talent that is surrounding Kevin Porter is going to be better than it was last year so absolutely like that that's what makes that deal even more of a steal is that the team is going to get better as the life of that contract goes on and you're assuming Kevin Porter is also going to be part of that improvement as well. So I think getting him at that kind of contract is – I'm only telling myself more and more how much I love that deal. But let's see if someone can rain on my parade. Maybe the next speaker could. Um, so the other speaker we had just dropped out. I'll rain on your parade because Rain that's... on my parade, Mike. Someone has to. Yeah, right. I got to be I – got, I got to be honest, man – I love, I've told you and I've told our listeners many a time before how much I like Kevin Porter Jr. I t- I've told people I like him. I liked him more after the incident walking out at halftime. To me, I like the numbers. You know, you look at his numbers. He's gotten better year over year. D- giving him more. If I'm giving him $60 million, it's a five-year deal. And it's a team option on the fifth year. And I know that what is your deal? Five years, sixty million, and a team option on year five. Okay, so it's just twelve million a year. Twelve million. We're not we're not too far no, off. No, we're not far off. And I because the deal I don't that hate they got that deal. The t, the deal that they and I know it's semantics at that at that point. Um, okay, now we literally have the entire room wants to come speak at once. All right, so let's get to our speakers, Jeremy. Okay. Uh, we'll go we'll go in order first. Let's welcome. Uh, Adam to the show. Adam, welcome. How are you? What what you got tonight? Uh, good. Well, let's let's split the difference, right? Let let's let's let it play out for 40 games. And if if KPJ is truly worth 15 million a year, the Rockets should at least be 15 and 25. If we're saying that that's an elite point guard or that has his potential will be actualized in the league, let him play it out for 40 games. I just don't think he is. Yeah, I wouldn't say at fifteen million a year that that's paying him like he's an elite point guard. That's my, like that's a role player contract. And ultimately, like Kevin Porter, if this if he's on part of the team when they're good again, 
he would be the third or fourth best player on the team. I, I feel like that's what he is going to be in his career. I don't think that he's necessarily going to become that number one option, like you know, maybe the pipe dream, fever dream that we had when he first got here, that 50-point-per-game guy. I'm not saying that because also the Rockets are going to be drafting players that are higher talent pools than than what Kevin Porter is. But he still has a lot to offer. And that, that to me, like you look at like a guy like Harrison Barnes, who also gets paid a lot. Um, like he's a role player and like he's still getting paid a lot. Same with like Andrew Wiggins, players like that. So I feel like with 15 million, like that's the kind of guy you're asking him to do. But while the team is still kind of, you know, at the bottom of the league, he's going to play like he's the second or third best player when he's probably in reality third or fourth. But if, if we restrict it to comparisons against point guards, because KPJ wants to wants to do the point guard, like he, he's not going to transition into Eric Gordon's position. He's not going to be a three in the league. And the the thing that I you know I'm most comfortable with KPJ is him being a standstill spot up three point shooter. He's I think he could be a forty percent. 42% three-point shooter on spot-ups. He was he was pretty, you know, I felt really good that he was going to hit that shot when he got it. But if you compare him even against, uh, I said this in the chat, Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones got $30 million for two years with Memphis, which some people... Absurd. But, but, you know, if you look at the on-off numbers, you know, like he was able to play on the court um, with Ja, um, and, was able, you know, he's a, he was a good shooter. You know, so he was able, able to play off the ball. He was able to play on the ball and 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 be a good shot creator. Um, I would rather have Tyus Jones over KPJ. And, and a lot of this is, I, 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 yeah, I don't know, I don't know about that, man. And I and I still and I, and I, we still don't know how how he's going to complement Jalen Green this year. I, you know, if if it's if if every if if we see if if we watch if we watch you know half the season and we opine on kind of the possible you know, on kind of we wish Jalen Green had the ball more than KPJ then he doesn't compliment you know Jalen Green and at that point you know you gotta you gotta do what's best for Jalen Green and the rest of the team and find somebody that's that's gonna that's gonna help maximize Jalen Green yeah I do want to shout out Jeremy real quick I think you and I literally had the same reaction at the same time that was phenomenal that hot take is that's one of the hottest takes we've had in the history of the show, I think. Yeah. Adam, thank you for joining the show. We do have a couple more speakers no to get to before we wrap Adam, up. We appreciate you, brother, set, as, as always. Set the stage ablaze with that one. Yeah, I don't even know if we should go to – I think we should just wrap it right now and just title the show Tyus Jones or Kevin Porter Jr. for the next four that years. Would, that would get people talking for sure. I, I think so. But, look, but, like, Mike, again, to kind of prove my point, you know, um, Tyus Jones gets $15 million a year. Yeah. I think you think that Kevin Porter is better than Tyus Jones. At least his ceiling is probably higher. I do like where Adam is coming from this standpoint, though, that Tyus Jones being the more traditional point guard than Kevin Porter Jr. would complement guys like Shangoon and Jalen Green. Some would argue better in a, at, at bare minimum in a different way than what Kevin Porter Jr. does. I understand where Adam's coming from. However, where I disagree is I feel like Kevin Porter, although he says he wants to be the point guard, I really ultimately think Kevin Porter is a guy that will put the team first 
and he wants to win. And I think yep. more than anything, he wants to work with Jalen Green. And I think and Shen Goon. And, and Jabari and, Smith. Yes, and all those guys. But I think more so with because because the backcourt role is is something that you know is is a massive deal now in the NBA. I think that is part of it. And I believe that he's more inclined to be looking towards that than having the point guard title or, you know, but also we haven't necessarily seen that proven yet. You know, like we haven't seen his point guard title taken away from him since he's gotten it. So I am like, there is a lot of that. And and to kind of tie it back to you, Mike, I think like this is correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. I just feel as a fan, I feel as if you're afraid of the future. You're afraid of the unknown. You're not, you, you aren't sure about like what's going on with anything. Like you can't guarantee that Kevin Porter is going to play up to that contract that he plays. You're not, you can't confirm that he's not going to screw up again. You know, there's a lot of unknowns, you know, we, we, you know, so much can happen between now and tomorrow, now in the regular season, now and the end of next season, and two years, three years from now. You really have no idea what's going to happen. You got to, however, play the hand that's in front of you, right? And the hand that's in front of them is Kevin Porter's due for a new contract. You have the money that you can pay him. You got to pay him for what he has shown up to this point and a little bit of what he can become. So that's why I'd say 15 million is, is a real good sweet spot. It wouldn't bother me if he got 360. It wouldn't bother me if he got, um, you know, 480. That wouldn't really bother me. Um, but I feel like 460 is like the sweet spot for me with a team I, option in that fourth year. I would say... I, I think you're a little off base with, with what you just said. It's not that I'm afraid of the future. It's that transparently I've said it. I'll continue to say it. He's not a point guard. He just isn't. That, so don't pay it. Like, you're not necessarily paying like one, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's my point is I want him to be a part of this team at a reasonable number. It's semantics between $48 million and $60 million. Like, whatever it is, it is. It's not my money. I don't care what they do. I take that back. I, do, I would care, but it's Ronald not. made $47 million less. Well, that's my point. And Kemba Walker. Sure yeah, Kemba Walker's on, on the hook for $37 million. Um, the thing is, <laughs> I want him to be a part of this team, not at the point guard position. And, and that's why I would pay him. I, I would give him the contract now. And I think they're, I'm with you. I think it gets done before the season starts. I think it's a five year deal with a team option in the fifth year at somewhere between 48 and $60 million. And the, and the, the thing is people who are saying he's not this, he's not that at bare minimum, the dude can ball. You said it perfectly. So, um, let's go to our last speaker of the night. We got time for one more, Jeremy. Let's go to who requested first, Sean. Sean, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, it, this seems to be getting a little crazy tonight. What in the world? I like it. Five years? Come on, guys. Five years. We're, hey, I, mean, hey, I, I, I know we're in the middle of the offseason. Overvaluing our own players is just something we love to do in Rockets fandom. I mean, it's the second greatest pastime outside of watching the uh, Clutch City videos and Mario Ellie 
draining the three on repeat on YouTube. Oh. Come on, guys. It's a great video. I mean, it's, it's, it is. It's great, but five years is a lot, man. And I, I, don't, I just don't think it's going to take that. I, I think you can do this on a two-year deal. And See, I, I don't think, think so. AP, uh, well, I, he yeah, wouldn't sign that. If you're him, why would you sign that deal? Because it gets you back out in the free agency faster. I mean, think think about this from KPJ's perspective. Let's say they don't come to an agreement. He puts up slightly, he puts even slightly better numbers up on next year's team. But next year's team's young. It doesn't win. It, you know, we only get the 25 wins next year. Okay, you're on the market. A lot of people have cap space, but who is backing up? but who's backing up the Brinks truck for a large deal for a guy in KBJ who may have good stats, but he's coming off leading. He's basically coming off being the point guard for a team on back-to-back 20 win seasons. No one, no one in the NBA who's going to be going to give you that money. Jeremy, I was literally about to say the Lakers. The Lakers would be interested for sure. Because they need a point guard. And that's the thing is that if they open up their mid-level exception for two years, $20 million for KPJ to go play with LeBron and AD, that potentially could work. I could definitely see that, Jeremy. I could see Sacramento, if my well, – Yeah, but the Rockets can, can match. So, that, so that's an easy – I mean, that's an easy match. That's what I'm saying. Like, we wouldn't have to worry about somebody giving him $20 million a year. Like, the Lakers could say, fine, we'll give you the mid-level. Well, the Rockets would just – I mean – the the Rockets yeah. would match that faster than that's the Suns matched Aiden. So I mean, I don't that's, think that's more the, what I'm. I don't think. Yeah. Sorry, Sean. Go ahead. Well, no, I was gonna say. I mean, that that's what I'm more saying. I mean, I. I it, plus, KPJ's career earnings are a lot lower. I saw something on. I saw something on Twitter that showed, and I think it was actually Beamatha, David Weiner, who does a lot of the cap space stuff on Beamatha, Rockets Twitter. Yeah. He showed how Colin Sexton. His career earnings, if he took his qualifying offer this year, would be somewhere a little over $27 million. Whereas if, whereas if KPJ played out his contract this year, couldn't come to an agreement next year, and didn't get anything, his, if he played on his qualifying offer, his total earnings after not even going through this season and next season would be something like $10 million, which means that you probably could – get a short-term deal with a lot of incentives done on the deal, which then gets into that free agency faster, but you play it. It's basically played in two ways. One, if it doesn't, if it doesn't go as well and it goes completely South, you're not hamstrung for four or five years, which is what like, I mean, look at Miami. I mean, Duncan Robinson isn't a bad player, but He's on a but long. They, regret, they probably super, regret the contract that they gave. Oh, I know they, they regret uh, the contract because it's super long. If Duncan Robinson was getting, if Duncan Robinson was getting his average annual value that he is, but it was on a two-year deal, no one would care about it. Duncan Robinson already be playing off, you know, be playing for somebody else on a minimum contract at the moment. Yeah, but but, but I Miami think can't move him without sending a pick. That's yeah, the thing. To like, kind just of don't go long wrap everything in years. a bow. Kind of wrap everything in a bow, Sean, real quick. He is looking for job security. And I, I think that's why he wants a long-term deal. Not necessarily – because at the end of the day, like, he'll be 23 when this deal expires. Um, so if he signs, like, a two-year contract, he's 25, the free agent at 25, or he's a free agent at 27. Like, he's still really young. 
to the point where he can get not just one more contract, but probably two more contracts, um, I'd say, after this one that he's about to cash in on. So I think that that's why he's not necessarily concerned about jumping back into the market. I think he's looking for job security right now. And that's that's very typical for um, you know players that are coming off of their first contract. They're restricted free agents going into free agency. Um, but like with Colin Sexton, Colin Sexton is who he's trying not to be. Because look at what Colin Sexton did. Played that year on the qualifying offer, got injured, and now nobody wants to sign him for anything more than the MLE. And he's that's why he's not on the team right now is because that's probably all that he's getting. He got that low ball offer from the Cavs reportedly. He hasn't accepted it yet because he's like waiting to see if he's going to get a better, better offer. But he's not because no other team needs a player like Colin Sexton at the money that he's looking for. So like Colin Sexton makes a lot of sense for a team like the Lakers that could use like a backup point guard. The Cavs make sense to bring him back. Although they did bring back Ricky Rubio, so probably not going to Cleveland. Um, I could see San Antonio go for him, but like that's the thing, is only for a very small amount of money. Kevin Porter Jr. is trying to not be Colin Sexton, so that's why he's trying to get this done right now. And I think the Rockets will comply. I don't think that he's gonna go into this season as an impending free agent in twenty twenty three. I also th- I also think that it's a perception thing around the league that if you play well and you put your team first that the Rockets want to be known as a team that rewards their guys with a comparable contract reward, I would say. Yeah. I I just don't think, I I just don't think they're going to go for the five years. I mean, and also, I mean, if Sexton was an unrestricted free agent this year, he probably would have been picked up already, but he is now trying to decide whether he's going to take his qualifying offer or, still waited out. Uh, that's the, I mean, that, that's his. I think if he didn't nutshell. get injured, he would have been picked up for sure, but 100%. He injured. He, he's coming off of an ACL. So it's like that there's yeah. a lot of risk there. And that's another thing too, for the Rockets is, you know, they like, that's another thing too, for Kevin Porter. He doesn't want to risk the idea of getting injured this year and then, you know, not having options next year. So I really don't think this is a question of whether or not this deal is going to get done. Because I think it will. Um, I think this, like, the question is more about how much money is he going to get. Sean, thank you for joining the show, my man. No, thanks. Thanks, Sean. Ryan, you will be our first speaker on our next show. Uh, we do have to wrap it up. Jeremy, pleasure, man. Tonight was fun. This was a fun night. I'm really thrilled with the vast opinions of the of the of the listeners tonight. So thank you to our speakers for coming up. I thought this was a very productive conversation um i think we got a lot of different perspectives and i think at the end of this episode if you've made it to this point i think you'll have a lot i think you'll have a little bit more to think about than you did coming in and that is what a good podcast episode should be is something that gets you thinking but also gets you excited about the future and i'm excited about the future and i'm thinking a little bit more about this not gonna lie me too Uh, This has been another episode of SB Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take podcast. If you are on Twitter, uh, give the mothership of The Dream Take, The Dream Shake, a follow at Dream Shake SBN. You can follow this show on Twitter at The Dream Take. You can follow my co-pilot, Jeremy Brenner, at... At Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. 
You can follow me on Twitter at BSW Podcast underscore MB. If you're on Facebook, search The Dream Shake. Give us a like there. Finally, any day that ends in Y, head on over to thedreamshake.com to check out one of our awesome stories being published daily by our incredible staff at The Dream Shake. Uh, we will be back live with you on Thursday night. Uh, we'll go ahead and post a time for that show as we get closer to it. Uh, but we will talk to you all then. Until next time, Rockets fans, go!